Welcome everyone to another episode of our B2B Startup Sales Podcast. My name is Patrick and I'm very happy to welcome Hendrik Wolp today in today's episode. Hendrik Wolp, he was his former CRO of Adjust, an online marketing analytics platform that I think employs about 700 people these days, Hendrik. And um, so he successfully built up the, the sales organization there. And nowadays he invests his time by helping um, up and coming scale scale ups um, to scale. Well, up and up and coming scale. To, yeah, he helps uh, scale ups to scale even better um, by joining them as interim CRO. For instance, now right now he is interim CRO at eBot Seven. Um, and yeah, uh, Hendrik, I'm really happy to have you here today. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited for this discussion um, because I think you have a lot of valuable knowledge to share and we dive right in. So today's topic is going to be around hiring and scaling. And Hendrik, I think you prepared your two tips um, in the area of hiring. Up, um, I hand over to you. Well, I'm not sure it's about two tips, but in, in general, when, when you think about hiring, I always believe that um, the core and, and, and what drives the success of, of a company, especially in the early days, um, is the right hiring at the right time. And um, when I saw, um, I've now co-founded or co-started three um, different um, companies, and it's like when you look in the early days, um, besides, of course, um, the founder team, um, it's very tough to get really um, um, great uh, and experienced um, um, people on board. So in the beginning, you're looking more about um, generalists, um, people who are just willing to do everything, to, do, to look left and right, um, to be very, very hands on. Um, there's not always a 100% structure needed. So um, when you know this, you also need to be aware that you find these type of people. It's like, you know, broad mind frame, um, love, to, uh, love to have the rock and roll um, like it is in, in the early days and uh, really pushing it and just go left, go right. Um, but not, they don't need too much guidance, of course, guidance, but, you know, um, have a lot of growth in the, in, in, in the work area. But obviously, when you then um, come um, to a little bit of a larger stage, and, and that's usually when you, well, when you have like 60, 70, 80 people, up to 100 people, um, um, you know that it just doesn't work um, like this anymore. And then you slowly, you turn into more hiring specialists and hiring really professionals for, for each task. And I think um, to understand um, the right point of time, when that is needed and also um, and then also getting the right people on board uh, it's super important for the growth of the company in my opinion um, it's also quite interesting to see um, whether the people you hired in the beginning who were more generalists can get the turn into getting a specialist i mean with some they are able to transform 
but not with everybody. And so sometimes, um, and that's also the not so nice part um, with my job, um, you need to let people go uh, because they, 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 they're not able to grow with you. And that's also like um, sometimes a pain with this um, scaling, um, yeah, scaling company. Um, that's probably um, my first advice. Um, you know, note, uh, note who to hire at the right um, point of time, whether uh, in the beginning or later on. And then, of course, the more corporate you go, the more, the more special, um, specialist driven you go. And but then also you need different mind frames, you know, corporate people versus startup people, massive difference. Um, the other advice I'm having it has a little bit to do with the hiring process. Um, it's I just had a had a I have a good great example that happened uh, like two three four months ago I believe. And um, had to do a little bit with the post-COVID um, area or the difficulties we were facing as a company. Um, our year was pretty good, numbers were right, but uh, we were losing a lot of culture, obviously. It's like, you know, everybody working from home, everybody was isolated, you know, it was not the spirit anymore. And um, we're looking for <coughs> someone running sales operations. And um, we found a guy and um, everybody um, had thumbs up. And then I was the last person interviewing him. And for me, it was um, very important at the time that we need to have someone who is connecting people again, who just, you know, is also big into the culture, is happy to invest time with the people and, you know, getting back the spirit and everything. And um, so usually when, when I do my interview, I don't really care too much about skills anymore because, you know, my, my colleagues care about this. But it's like I'm trying to um, get to know people. I'm trying to understand their character. I'm trying to understand who they are, what they care, what are their values, but also values on, on, on the on private matter. So it's usually I'm, I'm doing quite a relaxing talk, uh, talk about, you know, um, hobbies, talk about interests, talk about everything and uh, making sure they feel really um, comfortable. And um, at that time, it's like it appeared during um, the half an hour we had to talk and he was then really easy going and then he was told, uh, he told me how excited it is, like, you know, once uh, six o'clock is, you know, to hang um, to hang out with his family and with his wife. And it's like also that's all that they do in the evening and on the weekends, also family. And it's great for him and made him a really good guy, very, very family orientated. But there was nothing that was showing me that he's someone who actually likes to spend um, um, after works with his colleagues and, and um, it's like also invest there an extra amount of time to, to care about the culture, to get the vibe going and to making sure that the stickiness um, among colleagues towards the company is, is given. And I think that's um, so um, that was for me um, high concern at the end we didn't hire the person and I think it was good that way. Very interesting story, um, Hendrik. And let's dive, let's deep dive into that. So I guess when I understand you correctly, for you, one of the critical things that people, or one of the 
critical capabilities, characteristics they need, they, you want when you hire them is that they, they, they are involved in the culture, that they are involved with the team and they participate with certain things. Is that something you have been very religiously religious about or is or did I hear that? Um, no, no, no. It's, I think depending on the stage of the company, if you're a sales force, for instance, a, I don't think they care too much about if that everybody stays after work for after work or whatsoever because it doesn't matter anymore. But we're talking about are usually focusing on companies, um, let's say like not too early stage, but um, starting like 30, 40, 50 people until 150 or 200 people. And that's like these are growth years. And the growth years um, are quite important. It's a lot about spirit. It's a lot about culture. And I mm -hmm. think the right culture in place and the right spirit in, uh, in, in, uh, in place, you know, you have the right speed. You can over, uh, overtake your competitors. And it's, it's so much important, especially like um, companies at the stage, they are still weak because they don't have the funds like Facebook, Google or whatsoever. So you need to protect um, your employees. You need to make sure they're going to stick with you. So it's like culture is therefore so much more important than in a later stage because mm -hmm. you don't want to lose um, the key employees. And you can only do that um, by building an awesome culture, by like um, creating an environment where people feel comfortable, where it's kind of a family type, not a family type, it's too smallish. But, you know, an environment where they really want to hang out, where they make friends, you know, where it's fun to work uh, and so on. And I think creating culture and that's where we exceeded excellence by building a just. And it's like that was differentiated us among um, um, some of the competitors. And that's why we uh, grow that much and also stayed strong until the end. Right. Uh, it was about um, the culture and, you know, and, and trying to understand culture at a certain point and trying to understand, you know, what type of personali personality fits um, to the right, the right time and also with all the other guys and with teams and stuff. I think it's, it's tremendously important in my opinion. It's probably one of the most important things. Yeah, no, very interesting and incredibly valuable, um, I think, for the listeners. Also, your example, so when I understood correctly, you are basically trying to understand what the person does in their free times to see, hey, do they hang around with their friends? Do they, do they hang around with colleagues right now? Or is it just maybe spent only time with the family, something like this? Well, and also what they believe in, you know, what are their core values? What is it like, you know, um, are they loner? Are they just, you know, it's a lot about respect or are they adventurous? It's like, um, um, what type of, what, who do you have in front of you? You know, what do you believe in in life? You know, it, it also can tell you a lot of, uh, of um, interesting stuff, especially like, you know, usually uh, growth companies sometimes going up, then it's going, uh, it goes down. So you need to make sure when it goes down or you have challenging time that you have people it's like who are loyal. It's like, you know, loyal people just don't move uh, on too, or too fast. And, and it's also you're looking at uh, when, you, um, when you interview someone. It's not only what are you doing, but, you know, um, if someone tells me, hey, you know, um, respect and, and loyalty and 
Um, I was my friends and my family. It's so important, and I never let anyone down. Always helpful and stuff. You you already know that it's, if if it gets critical, it's not the first person jumps off the boat. And I I, I believe you know as a sea level, you need to um, look at a lot of different aspects to make sure you hire you hire the right people at the right time. And also you probably know that um, 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 where the boat is going, but sometimes, you know, sea can get rough. And, you know, for a rough sea, you need to have rough sailors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Agree. And did you, I mean, when you say, you know, it's something we all want to find out during the hiring process, what are the values of the people? Um, do you recommend to just ask directly and bluntly, hey, what are your values? Or do you have another approach to finding these beliefs and values and goals? Well, it depends, really. It's like sometimes um, um, if it's not comes naturally out of the discussion, I ask, you know, I ask what, what, what are your values in terms of business, uh, like what do you expect from the company, but also tell me a lot about your values in your private life, what's important for you, who are you and stuff. So even with this um, question, a lot of people are struggling to answer it. Um, but also sometimes it comes out of discussions. It comes out of um, uh, when you talk about traveling, what people experience, um, and suddenly that's, they tell you stories, what happened to them, and, and it's like, and then they're like, okay, cool. Okay, that's how, how we handled the situation. Not bad, you know, we can use this or not. Um, it really depends. Um, it's, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But quite often I'm asking this because I know it's a challenging question uh, for some people and it's uh, funny to hear when they, sometimes the first answer is, uh, they answer it the way like they believe um, that's what I want to hear. It's like, what are your values? Yeah, working hard, that's a big value for, of mine. Uh, that's not really a value. It's something what you do, right? But you probably not believe in, in working hard all your life. I mean, honestly, they, you did something wrong, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, if you say like efficiency, it's like, it might be a different thing, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Value is efficiency. Wow. Okay. And working hard. Yeah. So did you hear these kind of, did you get these kind of answers sometimes? Yeah, of course. Of course I get them. And then sometimes when I'm listening like three, four minutes, I'm like, yeah, Thanks for letting me know, but this didn't answer my question at all. And then, of course, you know, you get this insecureness. And how do they really behave, uh, act then? Like when they're not as secure as they were before, it's like, and uh, feel a little bit weak because I'm 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 straight shooter. It's like, okay, didn't answer my question. So you want to try it again? <laughs> of course, it makes them nervous. But it's also good. Um, and you also sometimes can see who, um, what people have a lot of confidence um, and, you know, what not, it's like, because in the, on the first um, intro, they always want to appear as being confident and the right candidate. But of course, you can also bring them to the point where they start questioning themselves. And then it's good to see who is still confident and who say, oh, okay, that's what you meant. Oh, okay, sorry, let me explain it better. So you get it. It's like, it always depends. But it's quite interesting. I always enjoy um, these discussions and I usually know after 20, 25 minutes exactly if this is a fit or not, sometimes even after five minutes. Yes. Yes. So I feel like um, what, you're, what, what you're trying to do or what you're doing is also to 
have a, and you said it as well, to, to have a normal conversation with these people, not to make the impression, hey, this is, uh, you know, uh, I ask you questions and you know exactly what I want to hear and tell me what I want to hear instead of tell me really your stories and really how it is. So you, you, you're, you're probably a, a master in making the people feel comfortable so that they feel like they can tell you their stories and really and when you when they tell you their stories you probably you can sense that that they are telling stories and these stories you can't invent right you can't invent these stories in a in a discussion and you you sense it and you you make people comfortable and getting to know them really yeah and i think it's um probably has to do because i'm a very social person it's very easy for me to speak to people although i, I don't know them and just you know make it feel that everybody feels oh that's that's relaxing and I'm also speaking about myself as an, um, as an uh, example, if they don't understand anything, or I'm just um, telling them what I expect or values or whatsoever. But then after five minutes, they really loosen up. And um, that's actually then the interesting part starts because then they tell you things they might didn't want to tell you. <laughs> yes, I like another, another good I think another good tip actually that you just mentioned, you, you tell yourself certain things about you. So I, I think I realized that as well in, in the hiring discussions, when you ask a question, um, for instance, I usually ask, hey, what was one of the toughest moments in your life? Um, you know, for in sales, I think it's quite important to find that drive that people have and they don't get usually asked that question. So they tell me a story about their toughest moments. And when they can't answer immediately, I tell something from myself. I tell, look, I have this, I, 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 I made, I did, this happened to me. And that I feel like that helps to, that they open up as well. 100%, 100%. I mean, it's like, it's really, if I can explain very easy and I'm, I'm sometimes, you know, let them share private experiences I had in my life and that's what I do. It um, gives a level of comfort. And then they're saying, okay, the CRO, if he's so open and easygoing, I should be the same. And um, it gives you, um, gives you trust, you know. And I think that's, that's uh, quite important. And to achieve this among, uh, or within like two, three, four minutes or five minutes, that's, that's very important. And then usually you get um, the results you're looking for. Yeah. How did, um, did your sales, uh, did your hiring process look like, Henrik? Now, you mentioned before you are basically the last to talk to the people, I guess, at Adjust, you probably didn't even talk, talk to some of them anymore because that would not have been very scalable and you had a lot of salespeople there. How does the sales, how did the hiring process look at Adjust and how does, or how would you build up a hiring process? Well, I mean, let's, let's talk in general. I believe um, in general, the first um, interviews always with HR. Mm -hmm. uh, just a screening um, process, right? Um, so if there's a sum, uh, sums up, um, you go to the next stage. Um, can, and I, then can I quickly stop here? Because that's a very important one. Um, so what would you tell HR what to look at, for instance, so that this, uh, this first, you know, that nothing gets lost and the right people are going to get it forwarded? Well, I mean, obviously, it's always based on JD um, we're having in place, right? Um, HR for me is there to make sure um, the person has the right experience for the job. Um, you know, making sure um, how is he acting in his first interview, um, how is he 
coming over, his personality, everything. And um, from what he's saying, would he fit in, into the job profile we discussed, uh, discussed before? I think that's, that's it's general discussion. It's not like, you know, of course, you're doing the HR steps, you have your list of questions, you go through it. And then um, once we receive internally the feedback of HR and there's a thumbs up, um, it goes to the manager in charge, uh, head of director from, from the department. Um, then there is a, um, uh, another um, interview. Um, it's then more in depth, uh, more about you know um, the what the positions really um, what we are expecting from them, and then also um, discussing more in detail about the experience because of obviously the manager in charge um, they know in out um, their jobs they also have a better understanding of of what the person or the interview is able to deliver. Uh, once there is, is, uh, is a green light, um, then we're moving on to the assessment. Um, so the candidate gets um, yeah, a task, a challenge, question, whatever um, exercise they need to work on. Um, they have a couple of days um, um, to prepare for this and then, you know, uh, present it um, in the next round. Um, and um, if sometimes if we are not 100% sure, um, we ask, um, I mean, for example, we are in a fortunate position that we have uh, multiple regions and uh, it's quite often that um, the country manager of uh, region A asks the country manager of region B, it's like, have a quick um, chat with him. What do you think? It's like, um, but if then it's, um, it's all greenlighted, then I'm the last one. Um, they're talking to and um, for me it's most of the time the shortest interview it's like usually I never spend more than 20 minutes only if I really enjoy it um, then it probably goes up to half an hour and then it's a very fast you know thumbs up thumbs down but I'm also I it's, it's not always that you know my decision is the ultimate it's like I think people value it quite a bit because I understand character quite well. I, I know how people tick and you know what they're capable of, not from a skill point of view. And as I'm a big believer in culture, and, and that was a massive um, topic, um, how to build culture and how to create a culture um, which is very sticky, so another topic for another podcast. Um, so it's, it's, that's why it's important to me that they fit the culture. But we had, we had also um, cases where people loved this um, um, person and I was so-so. And then I said like, okay, let's, let's give it a try. Uh, but in general, um, I, I think it's, um, especially in, in growth periods, the culture fit is, is enormous important. Mm -hmm. Yes, so four steps basically, HR first, quick call, then the first manager, the, uh, the manager, and then an exercise, and then presenting the exercise, and then the last discussion with you, I guess, yeah. so four, these four steps. Um, and the exercise, I guess, is always in that field that the person is going to be hired for, um, I, I guess. Um, any Anything else with the exercise? We, what I usually what I usually um, test more with the exercise rather than obviously also a little bit how far people are already, but also how they take feedback because after that give feedback and tell them what to do better 
and maybe even do another round with how you know quickly uh, so that they implement and adapt. So adapt adaptability is something that I'm also testing with these exercises. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the exercise question, to answer your question, um, it depends on the job. But obviously, if I'm hiring in sales, um, it's quite fun to see how they would um, sell us our own product. And with just, you know, only maybe two, one or two days in preparation. And it's quite interesting um, uh, what usually comes out there. In terms of um, feedback, um, we're using Greenhouse um, as, a term, as a software um, to gather all the feedback. And then HR usually goes back to the person and feedbacks also what each manager said if we, if we didn't hire them. Because I think that's also something to do with respect. Um, and I believe it's also quite important. I think so, and very unique. I feel like because usually I feel the the, the applicants don't get much feedback whether when they are not hired. Just very often a simple mail. That's what that's something that one hears very often. I think that's that's well, really. It's probably like in, in larger companies when you hire more and more, it's getting more challenging, um, right? But yeah, um, yeah. sometimes um, I think you you should not for, forget um, the fact then. And I think that gets more and more important these days. Um, it's not only about the job anymore. It's really a lot about the company and the company's brand. It's like, you know, 10 years ago, we probably didn't give a shit about, you know, is your company sustainable? Uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? It's like today, um, I feel that young people, they want to only work as a company if they, you know, if they feel that there are certain values brings me back to my, my value questions, right? If the company is positioned right, you know, if it's, if they are treating um, employees right, if you if they have a good view on certain topics, on even bigger topics, climate change, etc. It's a lot of stuff, right? And I think, you know, that is, is, is so much more important. So or by giving them feedback or by um, taking certain positions um, as a company overall, it's quite also important in the hiring um, 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 phase these days, right? Um, and I think it's not as it was anymore like 10 years ago. It's changed drastically and it's even changing more and more. Yeah, I think so. I quickly want to go back to the first uh, tip regarding generalists and specialists. So the first for the first like 50 to 70 employees, you said more like generalists afterwards, it's going to be more like specialists. I know there is not such a hard cut. The first 20, 2025, 20, it's, it's usually, I mean, you cannot always afford right in the beginning, um, the, the, the experienced specialists. It's like, you know, you're hiring interns, you're hiring people who want to do everything, younger, younger people and stuff. Um, of course, it's like such a limited budget, not everybody, um, gets a, a like you know seven digit right from the beginning um, to throw out of the window, but um, it's um, it always depends. But then once you have maybe the next round in and getting more sophisticated, of course you change more and more, and and then at one point 40, 50 people you you are able to hire better and better employees, more specialized, more experienced, and so on. It just continues like this. 
Yeah. How was that reflected in, in your way you searched for people or in your job applications? Did you make, you know, did you write in your job applications, hey, all the things that are needed and because they were so diverse, automatically you had more generalists applying because you had like maybe the first sales marketing is both like writing, um, you know, writing content and uh, targeting people outbound, for instance. Uh, that's, a, that's an example. But yeah, I'm in your search. I remember when we were at Adjust, um, still in our first office, it was an apartment outside of Berlin. Um, and at one point, you know, we need to help in marketing, we need to help there. Um, it was very general JDs, right? You know, they had a lot of room to offer because, I mean, at, at the beginning, you're also not so precise with everything. And of course, you get more unexperienced people, but we also always looked also from, from other countries, right? In the beginning, we also always want to create an international company. And we got interns from, I don't know, Pakistan, from, from Sweden, um, whatever. And some of these turned out into really great employees, some not, right? But um, it's like, if, if you cannot pay too much, it's like you're, you're really, uh, you have to be really smart. Um, when to hire an intern, when to hire a full employee, um, get the right people, just, you know, not too junior, but not too soon senior, but want to do the next step. And it's like, it's, it's also a lot of luck in the beginning to have uh, picked the right ones. Okay, one last question then, Hendrik, because you just said you have to be smart whether hiring an intern or um, normal employee. Any tip around that how you know a little bit better whether an intern might be the right person or well somebody. my tip would be never hire too many interns uh, because it's a pain in the ass at the end of the day because they need a lot of guidance uh, you need to control a lot of the work um, they're producing if it's all right if not especially if you're by yourself very experienced um, but um, still Sometimes you enrich a group with a few interns, um, but I rather say like instead of hiring three interns, I would um, rather hire one good uh, or up and coming employee or someone yeah. with potential. Amazing. Hendrik, that was extremely valuable for me also, um, all about hiring and building up a team with the right culture. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable knowledge here. Patrick, thanks a lot for having me. It was a pleasure and anytime again.